from the top of the charts to the dusty $1 bin and everything in between, it's time for another review on Life to Labyrinth. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, that fucking show on Disney Plus I was watching a month ago. I forgot about it. <laughs> I know. And then there's all the subscription channels like Acorn and whatever. Totally. Like Prime. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, those, the cast off channels. I have no idea what I'm watching on there. Agreed. You know what I do like watching is the F1 channel. Yes. On my Roku television. Yes, yeah, I'm not buying a Roku television. I already have a thing. You don't need a whole television. I'm not I just buying to have a... another stick. Well, it would replace your Amazon. And you then you'd have, have the F1 days. app. You have four days to figure this out, Angie. There are I, it's funny. But it's funny. I just had a Roku TV, and that's when I couldn't figure it out. And I had tried with the app, and it didn't work. And now mm. I have a new TV. Uh, I don't know. Tune in at the end of the uh, beginning of next uh, summer for Emily and I, our <laughs> new F1 podcast <laughs> that Angie is invited to if she ever manages to watch any of it. <laughs> I don't even know how interested I am in watching it live. I think I said that to Emily when <laughs> I was into the um, Netflix special. I was like, I don't even know if I need to see it. I just want to watch this all the time. Oh, it's so good. It's it seems great. long. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's so short in comparison to like NASCAR or something. It's just like over. Yeah, it's like a full. Ch it's like a broadcast of two hours, but it's not even. They're not even racing for that long. It's it's shorter than like a football game. Yeah. Yeah, um, I did, that's well. I have to compare that to all the football that I watch. So well, or a hockey game. Like a hockey game is like an hour a period. Anything. It's true. <laughs> it's too long for me now. That's oh, fair. Dear. No, no, I will check it at some point. I feel like if you've only seen the Netflix show where every time they cut back to the garage, all you hear is even if there's nobody taking tires off of anything, then you may not really grasp the the drama of watching the race. But yeah. was, that's why I started slow. Like I started watching like um, documentaries on F1 and then I started watching greatest hits of F1 mm. and then I started and then on YouTube, they have all these like full races back from like the 80s and 90s. And so I started watching those um, to be like, if I can like this, even though I know the outcome of it, but then it's like greatest hits. It's like, I just want to see Senna's first win in Brazil. Enter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's not why we're here. <laughs> no. We're back. Emily is back. Welcome. Thank you. To another episode of Life to Labyrinth podcast. Uh, I'm Bryn. I'm Angie. And this week we're ch chatting about like almost like a full steven choice like a random indie band that doesn't have a lot of information about them and i think they're disbanded oh uh, called the prettyets which i discovered through i think a reddit post on like the music subreddit like three years ago they had linked boys that i dated in high school <laughs> And I just thought it was the funniest song. And so I listened to the whole album, which fortunately was easy to find because I had Spotify by then. I, I legit thought it was almost like comedy music until I realized that, no, these are just like cathartic songs of them like dealing <laughs> with mental illness and their like crazy lives. And, and it's especially crazy when you consider that they were in their early 20s. Like uh, the two full-time members of the band, there was a, a drummer that came in and out, our Kay Kasperhauser and Lulu Landolfi and Dolphy and then Rachel Trachtenberg and these these New York families man <laughs> that was hard that was hard that 
that's that's a lot of consonants but <laughs> but just the three of them um k writes most of the music or all the music from what i could gather and plays ukulele and uh, is their lead singer lulu plays bass and guitar depending on what format they're performing in and then rachel was their drummer so i've been listening to these guys kind of on and off i guess for about two or three years but this was probably my first real listen through to be like oh no these aren't joke songs <laughs> i mean they kind of are they're kind of a like a com like a comedic commentary on their lives ish um yeah cheek. yeah yeah kind of maybe dark comedy on some of it, but I can see where you think that for sure. I was just gonna say, it's funny that you mentioned Steven because I just kept thinking about Bug Hunter when I was listening, <laughs> <laughs> which is- it's, Another- Yeah. I don't another Nacho's band? Um, it's a, Steven picked Bug Hunter and it's a very indie musician with no uh, information or like, I don't think he's, very big, which doesn't matter, but it was like really tough for me to get through. <laughs> he, he doesn't have a Wikipedia. If you Google him, you he has a website. Like I think he just plays local bars in like Seattle or something. And yeah. it was really That's random for him to come across. <laughs> was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> but it uh, it was an acquired taste music. And we, we basically came away from that episode agreeing that this does not translate to album well, but is perfect for a dark bar featuring nachos. I was just completely fixated on nachos the entire episode. We told, we, I think we said nachos 17 times and we should make it into a drinking <laughs> game. I was like, like I said, sitting in a bar with nachos, I would enjoy this. And it was like over and over again. But anyways. Yeah. Still haven't had nachos since then. So. Oh, I hungry. definitely have. <laughs> <laughs> You're nacho in for three of us now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Emily, you've been very quiet. What were your impressions of the prettiest album, Fun's Cool, from 2016? Yeah, I have a question. Is it Fun's Cool with a, an apostrophe, or is it Fun's Cool? Like, I'd, There's no apostrophe. Fun is cool. Okay, all right. No, I agreed. <laughs> I, I agree with you. Like, when I first listened through, I was like, oh, this is fun. This is cool. And then the second time, I was like, oh. Like I'm really listening to it, and so I I like the like the juxtaposition with like an upbeat song, and then like super like melodramatic like melancholy like shit's actually kind of real. I uh, mm. I thought similar that was to Lily pretty... Allen. Yeah, yeah. I got um, I also kind of got some Alanis vibes in one of the songs. So it's like I like the irony that's happening here. Well done. I actually, I really, I was, I was kind of surprised because like I look at my playlist and it's very like male dominant, I would say. So I'm always happy to listen to a girl band or a singer songwriter that's female. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was surprised. I was pleasantly surprised with this. I like that. I'm glad that uh, neither of you were like, bro, what the hell is this? <laughs> Because <laughs> some of my picks have generated that, where I come back and I'm just like so excited. I'm like, don't you just love this? <laughs> and it's like, well, um, maybe if I wanted to kill myself. Are you all right? <laughs> um, have you ever heard of the band Garfunkel and Oats? Oh yeah, love them. Doesn't that rem it immediately reminded yeah. me? And I swear to, I swear I've never heard that band. And I was like, you know, it reminds me of that 
you know, like sh- a short little actor. And I Googled it and found it right away. And they, it is very similar sound. Um, it's yeah. It's ukulele, I think. It's the ukulele, yeah. <laughs> I did find some of the melodies repetitive, which can mm. get on my nerves. And also kind of like the talk singing is uh, annoying to my ears. When I looked at the lyrics of, because I was reading about them and everyone's like, yeah, but the lyrics, because I'm like, well, based on the music alone, I'm not like adding it to a playlist. But mm-hmm. um, I did look up the lyrics for a suicide hotline and it's, it's Same. pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is kind of relatable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I definitely had a few of their songs when I worked at the gas station with Steven. I definitely had a few of their songs on the playlist and suicide hotline was one of them. And I just like to see the look on people's face when they clued in on what was playing. Mm-hmm. Nice. I'd be like, what? What is this song? I'd be <laughs> yeah. like, oh, it's called Suicide Hotline. I'm not thinking about killing myself right now, am I? <laughs> yeah. After this, we're listening to the uh, Mortician's podcast. <laughs> Followed by Suicide is Painless. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that was right one into of my favorite ones. Creatures. On the uh, on their album, that was one of my favorites. And then when I looked up the lyrics, like I thought they were kind of clever. Like they're referring to Sylvia Plath and Virginia mm-hmm. Woolf. I thought that was that was clever. Yeah. I couldn't. I certainly couldn't write a song about that. And like in the depths of our quarantining and whatnot, you know, I really liked the line about something about being like your head is in the oven but you're okay or something i was like yeah yeah i'm there comparatively <laughs> i've got a bad case of the fuckets is my favorite <laughs> i did think of you when when i heard that line again mm-hmm. i was like i think angie might yeah. with this one because <laughs> i have my constant life fuck it button i'm like you know what <laughs> fuck it yeah yeah Wolf took a dip with some rocks in her pockets. I say comparatively, I've got a bad case of the fuckets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. And then, yeah. And then what's the oven? The oven lyric. Oh, my head's not in the oven, but I can't oven, get, but off, I the can't get yeah. off the floor. Yeah. All yeah. done. I thought that was good. But they definitely seem like a small, like, do they have two albums out? No, I only found, I've only seen the one. Oh. And then they have Boys That I Dated in High School as a single that came out before the album did. Okay. I will tell you, every time I look this up, I spelt this differently. And that is an issue for a band. That could be part of the issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's spelled funny. Yeah. P-R-E-T-T-I-O-T-S. I just, every time I spelt it someplace, something different. It was dumb. Yeah, I was adding a D in oh, yeah, random. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they're okay like, too sometimes. many T's, too many T's. Uh. Um, so you say they've disbanded. They did well, they one- seem to have. Yeah, I guess if you haven't put an album out in seven years, I don't know how what year we're in. I mean, I hope oh. they're okay. Well, I've looked them up. They're both on Instagram, which okay. will be great when I put the episode up. And they both seem like they're still active artists. Good. Lulu especially. Her her Instagram at bodega underscore baby 718 <laughs> shows her doing like a lot of performing and kind of like posing a lot. I don't know. She's kind of doing a lot of Instagram photos, but... She's probably, you know, this is someone still in their 20s and she's good looking. So why not? Living her best life. Yeah, I get it. Be proud of yourself. Um, And then Kay, she's got quite a few things when you when you Google her. 
project management, concept, idea, creative direction at Kanye West. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Which one's K? Is she the lead, like the lead singer slash ukulele player? Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's it's hard to know, right? Like K was twenty when they did this, and I think Lulu was like maybe twenty four, um, twenty five. Yeah. I think if if from what I gather, Kay was writing mostly about her life to that point. And if you're 20 and you're writing songs like that, like she said that she's never had a legal drink and was sober by the time she was 20 because she partied so hard as a teenager. And I was like, oh, where's Angie? <laughs> Rude. I've never gotten sober. <laughs> Until most recently. Yeah. It's a temporary uh, break. Bender, you're buying stinking sober. <laughs> I'm sober and I don't know what I'm. I'm not a quitter. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, I think I think maybe part of the reason that I thought it was a comedy album is I've I've watched a little bit of their performances online. Um, they have a tiny desk performance. Mm, I, I watched that. I started watching it. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad I'm not the only one because you can see sort of like they're a little self-conscious yeah Kay especially when yeah. she sings the songs and it's like is this just because it's such an intimate setting or is this just like no i have to like i have to sing these songs i'm a little self-conscious of it but yeah it also sounded like she was trying to remember the lyrics because there's so many packed in like it was also mm. like eh. um <laughs> but yeah she just yeah for sure looked like a a deer in the headlights a little bit I liked how the two of them kind of vibed. I know there was the drummer in the background just kind of like patting on snare drums every once in a while, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like... That was the saddest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I think I... was like, I'd... I'm here too. Yeah, Let I don't me think whisper onto seen... this drum. <sighs> they just yeah. forgot to pack the sticks, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I kind of liked their... Like, there wasn't... Like, there was hardly any banter, but I kind of liked... Their vibe together, I guess. They were cute. Yeah, you could tell that they were, at least at the time, they seemed like pretty good friends. Yeah. The two of them. Yeah. And again, I don't know what the story is behind their drummer leaving, uh, Rachel, but who knows. Because mm. I saw there was a, a live performance I found online where they were playing with some guy on drums. Oh. So maybe she really wasn't there very long, but I guess if the band existed from 2015 to... 2016 anyway i mean for for one album put out i mean it's not the sex pistols but i think it's pretty cool for a 20 year old to be able to write songs like this i still can't yeah i think like going back to what angie was saying about the repetitiveness like in the week that i was listening to this i woke up maybe three times this week and i had the song which is my least favorite on the album kiss me Kinski stuck mm, in my okay. head and it was just like right there every morning and I was like okay like clearly <laughs> it's doing something to me but I still don't like it but it yeah it's repetitive but it, I mean it made an impression somewhere <laughs> even as someone that's listened to it for a while it's I've really only listened to the whole album all the way through before this maybe three or four times and then I kind of just stuck with a few songs that I liked mm -hmm. Yeah. I found the same thing, Emily, with boys. I kept being like, deetin, 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 yeah. deetin. <laughs> and then I have no, have no idea what the words were. And I was like, yeah, this is uh, getting stuck in my head. And I don't really. Yeah, that one and um, Dream Boy. And I feel like I was kind of influenced by 
something I had read before I even listened to it. And it was like, if you like, if you picture the girls from the TV show, girls writing an album, that's what you would imagine when you're listening to this. And so I feel like whenever I listen to the boys that I dated in high school and dream boy, that's exactly what I was thinking of. And if I had listened to this music when I was in high school or like early twenties, I feel like I would have really like latched onto it and been mm -hmm. like, yep, uh-huh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. wanted to ask you both, since this is only the second episode we've ever done where I am joined by two women. Do you have any boys that you dated in high school that any of this kind of reminded you of? Did or I date anyone perhaps... in high school? No, but maybe, maybe later <laughs> in life, early 20s. I think, and I wrote this down, I really liked the line in Dream Boy where she's like, you could be someone or somebody I don't totally hate and I feel mm. like <laughs> that could describe a lot of the past <laughs> and I was like uh-huh <laughs> yep totally so yeah I don't think I'd have like a really cool song to make out of the boys that I dated in high school but that line <laughs> was really like yeah mm-hmm <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm coming at it from the other side where I'm like, ah, I'm probably featured in a few of these. <laughs> Somebody that I might not hate. Yeah. I was like, you were actively dating in high school. You always had a girlfriend. I had two. But you were always with a girlfriend. Well, not the whole time. I didn't even go to prom. We couldn't have done it right before prom. I got alcohol poisoning that night for the first time. <laughs> Keep it a I didn't classy. Go to prom <laughs> That's good. I did not go to our prom either. I did go to my girlfriend's prom. And yeah. it was the first time I ever got drunk. <laughs> I went to two proms and I think I got in trouble both of them. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. Angie, did you go to the prom at our school that was on the boat that was like one way? I went to no then... proms. Oh, okay. No, Sorry. no. One way boat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did, this is the what I didn't go to. I had actually bought tickets for it, and then my girlfriend and I at the time decided not to go. Basically, it was like, well, you, you guys all live in the same city. I'm pretty sure it was on the Ottawa River. It was some boat on the Ottawa River that yeah. like went to Quebec or something. Yep. So you could drink because you're 18. I can already tell yeah. I would have got drunk and fallen off the boat. Like, I don't need to buy a ticket. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that like there were members of our high school class that were literally locked in the bathroom because they were behaving so poorly. I think it was like lifetime ban from the school. I wasn't there as mentioned, but the reason I didn't go is because it was like you drove to wherever you boarded the boat. And then my understanding was it took you on a one-way trip. <laughs> Figure out no how to get back. <laughs> and then it's like, so do we have to taxi home? Like this is before Uber and stuff, right? Yeah. And you know, I don't know. It just seemed like a mess. That's and the more stories I heard about it after the fact were it was absolutely a complete disaster. I did do one of those prom boat tours, but it was a, it was a round trip. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. It, it Round trip would be better. And here we are again. in Elmer, everyone. Figure it out. <laughs> Some of you might just head out to Pig Owls, maybe. Yeah. Oh, wow. Exactly. Also, I would have, also, I would have ended up there. <laughs> Wouldn't have been my first trip. Anyways, yeah, I never made it to a prom. Could barely handle myself in any everyday life. I also hated everyone. 
like in high school, I didn't want to be around anyone. I wasn't interested. I had like a group of friends and we collectively hated everyone. And I just wanted to get drunk with those people. I had no desire to go to a big event that celebrated everyone I went to school with. I was negative interested. I still feel that way. <laughs> if there is ever a reunion, and I'm sure there might have been by now, I certainly wouldn't go. I mean, I feel like I'm at the, maybe five years ago was at the top of my game. I mean, I, I don't know. I've lived a good life. I don't mind talking about it. Who even organizes those things? Like, is it just some random Oh, I already person? know. I already can tell who would organize can, it. In can, our yeah. <laughs> I could probably name some yeah. names, but I don't really, I don't know these people anymore, but yeah. I can name some names. Yeah, I, I don't feel know. like Facebook is, is completely distilled, or not distilled is not the right word, but completely like dissolved my desire to catch up with any of these people because mm -hmm. their lives are online. Yeah. But it's not going to be like to... 20, it's going to be like 20 years next year. Because it depends what year you graduate. Yeah, right? I graduated early. Suckles! <laughs> <laughs> Only a girl that found the loophole about not doing OACs. Woo! Oh. The last year of OACs, that was a really genius moment for me. Um, I wouldn't hate going to reunion now because I don't hate everyone and I'm much more like confident with who I am as a human being, but I would certainly need a drink in my hand all night and <laughs> there would certainly be some people that I would be eye rolling at by accident the whole time. I think I would struggle. I mean, if you were there, I'd be probably more inclined to go, but... We'd have a party. I, we'd have a party. Um, we just we'd get some merchandise for the podcast and just hawk it to our school. We're, we <laughs> would I, like we would be like Romy and Michelle. We invented post its. We have a famous yes. podcast. Yes. We'd exactly. be like, oh, this is what we do for a living. We're basically <laughs> armchair expert, but for music. That's right. Don't ask us any like detailed questions. Yeah. But. Don't ask us any history of anything musical. I will not remember it, even if I did know yes. it at some point. Well, we can definitely tell you how to find Alan Cross's podcast. Yes, I just told Emily this week that she need, not doesn't yeah. need to, but it's a good it's a good backup podcast to just randomly find some episodes that are going to be totally. good. Totally. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I don't know, Facebook's kind of, and social media has completely made it, in my opinion, moot to go back and try and reconnect with any of these people. Because any of the people that I actually want to know, I already have connections with in some capacity. Right. True. Everyone else is just like, eh. I'd also, I'd also struggle to like, I think, relate or have much to discuss with people who are still living there. Mm, yeah. Like they just kind of grew up to work at a vet's office in town, <laughs> married someone that we went to high school with, and they just like their life kind of didn't move forward. Isn't it, we have, I have, I have these people on my Facebook. These people have like late teenage children, which always kills me because I'm <laughs> pregnant and we're the same age. And they're like, here's my little one going up to high school. I'm like, wow, we have lived separate lives. Like it didn't even pop into my head to ever want a child until about a year and a half ago. And these people <laughs> out of high school were like popping them out. This is it. And it's just like, whoa like totally yeah it would be hard to relate and not because of like oh i don't understand yeah yes because i don't understand your decisions not judgmentally it's just like oh like i traveled for two years and then i did crazy stupid things and then i've you know whatever been all around it would be hard i think it would be hard maybe to relate to those people although at the same time i appreciate people who've never left Belmont because it's really the fucking place to be and i am happy to end up there 
in my yeah. retirement and or old age. It's the nice. friendly town after all. It's a fucking Turns friendly out. town. I hated it growing up, and now I fucking love it. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never had a desire to return. I feel like I've been there for the last time. No, you're not. We're going to come back and you're going to hang out. You should okay. see Main Street. It's the cutest thing in the world. It's What's Merrickville people? on heroin. People it's adorable. Oh, people mm. are obsessed with Elmont. Remember when we would say Elmont and people were like, what, Elmer? Okay, people still do that. El Monte. El Monte. But I'm like, oh, I'm from Elmont. People are like, oh, my God. I'm like, I know. I know. That's where they shoot all those Hallmark. holiday movies. Yeah, <laughs> they, it is. Most recent time I was in Elmont, I think, was 2017. 2016, 2017 was the last time I was there. So I've seen it since it became all kitschy. Okay. Well, it's even cuter now, but whatever. Fair enough. <laughs> Christmas in the Valley. Uh, oh, I'm glad you said that. My sister messaged me last night and said, I wish you had cable because you would see Wayne Rothstad hawking. Um, oh my God. What is he selling? It's like a medical device. I think it's hearing aids. No. <laughs> and I was like, yes, because that guy. Woo. <laughs> That guy. Elmont celebrity. Elmont celeb. Oh, boy. Definitely served him coffee one time at the Home Depot second cup. There you go. He apparently tried to pick up my sister while she was walking down the street once. He tried to get her to get into his car. Anyways. Oh, yeah, Wayner. Anywho. Technically, Angie and I may have met for the first time in Elmont as well. At the church. Oh, Which shit. One? Yeah, we both went to United Church, eh? Yeah. She yeah. was... Okay, also, Emily's my brother's age, just so you yeah. know that. I'm a, I'm a bit older than him, I think. I'm like I, a year older than him. I doubt it. I, I am. So you're, what, five years younger than us? Seven. Seven? Okay. Six, seven or six. Are you yeah. 30 or 31? What, what year was... 31. 31. Six. Six. Um, she was in the chair choir with my brother. <laughs> it was so I funny. I you were from Elmont. She's like from Carp. From Carp. From Carp. I don't Carp. know how Bear Hill and that area and Corkery isn't Elmont. I know. It's we it's always make described sense. it as the in between Carp and Elmont. It's like Elmont Annex. Yeah. The the flyover states of Elmont. It just feels <laughs> so far from Carp. Anyways. Yeah. I, I wasn't never a townie of Carp. Carp. Um. This is going to have a niche audience this episode. Yeah. I'm just, no, I'll, I'll wrap this up. But I remember we were in the office and I can't remember what you said. And I think I looked at you and was like, are you from the fucking valley? Because I think you might have said curb or something like that. And I was like, oh, my ears perked. And you were like, and you were like, oh my God, we both went to my United Church. That's yep. hysterical. Sure did. Because we just happened, like we're part of a giant... Health Canada organization of nameless numbers and faces and whatever, and you were like, "Yeah, Elmont, yeah, <laughs> I'm there." Well, we have we have said before on the podcast that Elmont people are everywhere, and they always they, find each other. They, they sneak up on you in the weirdest places. <laughs> I will find. I will pick them out in a crowd because I probably already know them. Anyways, I found on Reddit last night it was like this question of people asking like what's the worst town in your province and of course ontario came up <laughs> seemed like a very strong number of people smith were voting falls. for smith falls yes yes <laughs> i yeah I, I mean what else yeah yep anyway that town audience. that town shit falls shit falls wow 
See, we start talking about high school and you just turn into that high school version of yourself. So. Shitting on a town two towns over just because it's not yours. I still do it, though. <laughs> yeah. I, Emily lives in Carlton Place. She has to put up with me bitching about Carlton Place all the time. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, we used to play Spot the Drug Dealer and it was so easy. You still yeah. can. That's yeah. great. It is. You're going to tell me you're inviting CP White Trash on the <laughs> Also, last time I was driving down the main street, I think I've already said this on a podcast, maybe. I was driving down Main Street, a guy on a pimped out bicycle, but that had like winter pimped out tires on it, dressed in biker gear with a giant parrot on his shoulder, was biking down Main Street. And I was like, God bless you, Carlton Place. Never fucking change. And then I was trying to tell this story to someone and they were like, oh, I know that guy. Yeah, yeah. He's asked my mom out a few times. I'm like, oh, yes. I have great memories of hanging out in real local dives in Carlton Place with some very interesting humans. But man, it it just, I don't know. Yeah, it also collects some very interesting folk. I mean, it's changing a lot, but. Yeah, (laughs) I will say like, I was like, I'm never going to live in Carleton Place. And then, you know, you <laughs> can't afford to live anywhere else in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. And so when we first moved here, I was in like the LCBO. And these people, they would just come up to me and they'd be like, oh, did you see the deal? Did you see the deal over here? And they like grab your hand. It was pre-COVID. And they'd be like, they'd drag you over to the place. And Love it. They'd be like, look at this deal. And I was like, do you work here? And just my new best friend from Carlton Place. <laughs> and like, also, someone needs to live in Carlton Place to videotape their neighbors and send it to us. You're because welcome. Because there's always drama. You're it's welcome. a drama llama street, and <laughs> we live for it. <laughs> You're welcome. Amazing. Anyway, anyways, pretty it's, <laughs> pretty it's eh? <laughs> the pretty it's. They've been playing in my ear this whole time. Yep. <laughs> Yep, they are. Sending you a meme. Podcasting is not much of a visual form, but I'm sending you both a meme about seeing someone from your hometown when you go back to visit. Where are you sending it? It's on our Instagram chat. Well, I don't know how to see it because it's up. If you hit the little arrow up at the top left. I don't have an arrow. It's it's F1 all over again. That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) You'll see it later. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not going to. I don't have an arrow. It's on my phone. It's also on my I'm phone. I'm on my phone. But uh, there's, there's no little the arrow. No, there isn't. So there's no little down arrow in the top left of your no, ma'am. phone call? Well, I just don't know what to say. Can't help you. Help me to understand this. Yeah, Kiss Me Kinsky I could do without for sure. Yeah. Thing, things like start to go downhill for when we get to Kiss Me Kinsky. I don't know if I'd say that much farther past that either. Skulls is my favorite. You like Skulls? Skulls is my favorite, and then I found out it was a cover. Uh, that's too bad. <laughs> but I still like it. I still like their version of it, because it's a misfit song. I mean, we often poo-poo covers on our podcast, but... I it's love always covers. Fun to you s- don't like covers. Okay. Well, we... The royal we being me. <laughs> oh, dear. Because <laughs> I'm a royal pain in the ass about it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, a good cover where like a reimagining and a good performance, like that's yeah, it's fun. completely different. Like you'd never know unless you looked at who it was written by or if you really knew the Misfits song. Yeah, um, I read this article um, from the Guardian in 2016 where they were being interviewed, and the guy that had done the interview, I guess, had seen their show the night before or something like that. Yeah, they opened with the song. Pussy is mine, 
by this guy called Miguel. <laughs> <laughs> and Kate was talking about how she thought it was funny that she's playing in front of all these like drunk guys and she's going up with a ukulele and they all sort of expect something from her and then she starts singing about how tell me that pussy is mine <laughs> nice i was like yeah see this is why i like you guys because yeah. you're a little tongue-in-cheek and i i would i would be fans of a band forever if i went and saw I'm like oh ukulele little blonde girl like 20 years old and then she starts singing like tell me that pussy's mine mm -hmm. <laughs> totally. like all right this girl's this girl's uh this girl knows what's up. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, uh, that's the whole other thing. Fuck you for thinking I can't be adorable in love sex. <laughs> Who the fuck are you to tell me that's not that I'm not super cute of me to be down to fuck? <laughs> it does totally remind me of Lily Allen being all cute and adorable and a little song being like, fuck you. Fuck you, baby, baby, baby. Like, it's, a, it's same, same idea. Yeah, it's like... It's funny and it's simple and it's witty at sometimes. I yeah, it's lighthearted. It's it's good. I mean, it gets a little dark sometimes, but I also like that too. Well, I'm I'm certainly not one to shy away from songs that talk about that. I like that they've done it in yeah, like sort of like fun upbeat way. Mhm. Mm Always appreciate when a band can do that. Yeah, deliver a good message. I mean, maybe a dark message in a cute little package. Yeah, well, like she says in the tiny, um, tiny desk thing, she's like, I wrote this song for my therapist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I don't know. It's it's interesting to listen to music like this, as I mentioned, um, being a guy who's sort of looking back on, like, maybe the last 20 years of his life and, like, maybe there's someone out there that, like, I'm the hope you're happy person. Because <laughs> I wasn't particularly kind to them or something like that. Yeah, that was one of my favorites, I think, on the uh, album. That one, like that they wrote and then skulls i just i don't know what it is it's they've like simplified it somehow it's good mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. my daughter elliot liked the stabler song oh that's what i'm listening to elliot. right now <laughs> yeah the first time i played it for her, she was like <gasps> yeah. i didn't know what they were talking about at first and then i like clued into it and i thought that was super funny called <laughs> christopher maloney or whatever his name is Apparently she wrote it for her boyfriend at the time. Mm. Yeah, Christopher Maloney, and he's from Law & Order. Yeah, SVU. SVU. He's so. super jacked now. I don't know when that happened, but he's super jacked. Did he go full carrot top? No. I don't know. Okay. I don't think so. You but said that so like, confidently. <laughs> I don't know. He's just like super... I don't know. I think I just like remember because svu has been on for like a hundred years i remember seeing it on tv like probably at my grandparents house and being like who's this guy and then oh my god a... i just googled him yeah there, then there was a preview for it recently stabler and olivia are doing their little thing and he's like super jacked i was like oh okay maybe i've grown up i don't know <laughs> i actually saw him recently in an and the, the article was like he's got cake and I was like oh I don't know what this <laughs> means and I went into it and I'm like okay cake means ass you Thank got you. a lot of ass anyways but it was like the whole article was about how Christopher Maloney has cake and I was like amazing okay <laughs> also can I just tell you that I'm watching ER right now all of ER and Marissa Mariska Hargaday is in it and she's fucking terrible she's in it for a hot minute and she's bad She's beautiful, though. 
I think it might have just been her character, but I was like, oh yeah, she's oh she's Bob. Yeah, because oh, Christopher yeah. was in Oz too, and he was not as jacked as he currently is in that. I always have a soft spot for Mariska Hargitay because her mother was Jane Jane Mansfield, and mm-hmm. I just love that photo of Jane Mansfield where she's getting like side eye from that other actress whose name is escaping me right now, just because like. Her very ample bosom was out at a formal event. She's <laughs> getting that 1950s side eye from some just like, ah. Nah, that doesn't it. happen anymore. Definitely not. <laughs> not in any of the parties I've been invited to. They're very classy events. Her father was also uh, Mr. Universe. So she comes oh, cool. from a very... Good breeding. Uh-huh. <laughs> she almost Machine. should be more good looking, in fact. Right. Well, you know, it's you gotta leave some for the rest of us to get by on. It's true, it's true. It was Sophia Loren who was giving her the epic mm. side eye. <laughs> That's so funny. And she's just earning every bit of that side eye and doesn't give half a fuck. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> Live your best life, Jane Mansfield. You don't have much longer to go. I know. R.I.P. <laughs> so... I think we've probably talked the prettiest to death and tangented hard about our hometowns again, yeah, which is always sorry. a sign that we've uh, we've overreached our investment in an in an album. But there's um, not like a lot of music ca- like catalog to you, for you to be like, oh, they've changed from this to this to this, and there was not a ton of information on them, so it's yes. hard to kind of um, go much farther than we have. Yeah, I, that's one of the things I wrote down. I was like, the songs are short. Like, I think the album's like a half hour, maybe. So it's a mm-hmm. short commitment, which is, you know, sometimes good. And then there's only three articles on them. And you're like, and yeah. scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was nice that there was articles, though. And there was live footage. Because we've there's been some stuff that Stevens suggested, not just Bug Hunter, where we couldn't even scrounge that much up. Yeah. And then other artists where I thought there'd be tons, like Shelby Mary constantly surprises me that like there's so little about her on the internet considering how much her music has been featured in popular culture, really. Hmm. Yeah. But uh, I just try to keep saying her name on the podcast because I'm a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> she released a new album recently. It's pretty good. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Is it more dancey or downer? A little. It's a little bit of both. She's got a, she has a single out too called Hollywood Teeth that's more dancey. Okay. So anyway, I'm sure we'll revisit her again. Mm. But uh, not this week. I don't know. If you guys have any final thoughts on the prettiest, and then we'll we'll tuck into maybe what Emily wants to listen to this week. Final thoughts for me. It was the lyrics are fun. The music is not something I super resonate with. I needed to put some like metallic in between, <laughs> just for fun. There was something else that it made me want to listen to. Uh, Jen Wigmore, have either of you heard of her? She's kind of like a mm-hmm. little bit of a harder edge girl voice. Anyways, okay. it just made, I just wanted, I just need a little, I need a little, little more than a ukulele. And I found it a little bit repetitive, but uh, the lyrics are super fun to read because I definitely didn't pick them up when I was listening necessarily. And uh, yeah, interesting find, interesting uh, selection. Mm-hmm. Scene. Thanks. All right. Emily, would anything uh, to close with? Yeah, I think, you know, if I ever saw that they were coming to town, 
I would, I think they'd be a fun little duo to go see or trio, whatever they are. Eat nachos. Any yes. nachos, yeah. It's a nacho um, band. It is a nacho <laughs> band. And I, it also, it reminded me of, like, they're completely different, but it, it reminded me to go back and listen to um, Sharon Van Eaton. Okay. She's, you guys should listen to her. I got a, a couple little vibes. She's, like, super alternative. But anyway, they're, like, they're having fun and... <laughs> Fun's cool, so that's cool. <laughs> those are my those are my thoughts. Final thought. Fun's I, cool. Fun's, Fun's cool. cool, you guys. Fun's cool. <laughs> they got to me. Fun's cool. My name is Rod, and I like to party. <laughs> I don't really have anything much more to add to you guys. I've this. I've been listening to these guys, as I mentioned, on and off for about three years. Um, I like the songs that I like, and I pretty much skip over the rest, but. Every once in a while, it's fun to re-listen to the whole album. Emily, like you pointed out, it's only a half-hour commitment. It's kind of nice background music. It's like mellow, and I, I really enjoyed sneaking these songs into playlists when I was working in like the public <laughs> yeah. to see if anyone really noticed. And I, I think the lyrics are good, especially for the age that they were. I thought the whole 10 out of 10 would chill again like voicemail thing was a funny way to end it. Yeah. Even though it's not really a song, I just thought it was funny. Yeah, so. their little stream of consciousness one-liner yeah. things. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that. Super creative. Yeah. Okay. Emily, what do you got for us to listen to for our episode that we'll record next week? So your assignment is Broken Bells, their 2014 album After the Disco. I knew you were going to pick this, by the way. Because I told you about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but I'm glad because I never listened to it. Yeah, so it's, um, <laughs> spoiler, it's uh, James Mercer of The Shins and Danger Mouse. So I feel like there oh, will cool. be a lot to talk about, I hope. And I hope that you enjoy it. <laughs> I do like The Shins. I haven't listened to a lot of Danger Mouse, but I do like The Shins, so. Yes, we will uh, get into that. It. Sorry, what album is it? After the Disco. They have one album before that, and I'm pretty sure it's self-titled Broken Bells. Okay. So the 2014 album. Which I was like, yeah, this is super current. And then I looked at the date and I was like, damn it. That counts, man. That counts. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's almost from this decade. It's fine. I still get upset when I'm listening to Shay classic rock and like Big Wreck comes on. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Anyways. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you very, very 100%. much. 100%. I hate that. I'm like, they're still touring and releasing <laughs> albums, I think. It's the oldies, man. Ugh. <laughs> Love it. Okay. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for indulging my week of the prettiest. Appreciate it. Thanks for doing some research. What little there was, but maybe we can get them back together. We'll tag yeah, them. Tag them. <laughs> maybe, get the girls back together. Maybe they'll do a quick a quick Canadian club tour. In Elmont. In our, in our respective cities. I think or they Elmont. could, I think they're, I mean, I don't know how big of venues they played, but if they were doing a little reunion thing, they could certainly hit up Irene's. Totally. Oh, yeah. I think they were doing like Bowery bars and stuff like, like that. Bar- like like Bowery probably mm-hmm. Like club bar level band and stuff probably. But having no album out for that many years, it's hard to know if they've developed a following or if yeah. they haven't. But maybe we can point a few people their way and they can discover them. Because I think it's definitely worth listening to. For sure. All right. Awesome. Well, if you're still here, thanks for listening. We will be back with our next episode 
couple weeks. Who, who even knows anymore? Who cares? It's fine. <laughs> it happens. Who cares? It happens. We do it. <laughs> I will put the episodes out when they're ready. Yep. All right. Thanks Bye. so much. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Life to Labyrinth podcast. Theme music by Devin Rose. Find Devin on Bandcamp or any streaming service. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Life Number Two Labyrinth. <laughs>